What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 146 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by the man with many stressors, white collar Willie Sailor. How's my manus doing this fine Thursday morning? I'm doing wonderful, wonderfully. You're doing, you're Wonderf- doing wonderfully. Wonderful or wonderfully? I think you're doing wonderful. You're the wonderfully. Stop. No, you're not. We all know what you are. Hashtag Venom. <laughs> Can that stick? It might. That would be a really, that's a pretty strong nickname. Venom? Venom. Sup, Venom? That's raw. What if I What if I told Katie, nah, I'm Venom? What if Katie had to call you Venom? What if I was like, baby, Christian, nah, not CP, nah. Christian did. Dead venom. Christian dead venom here. Get some venom coursing through your veins. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> so, who's number one? Rapidly approaching Willie. Getting excited about that. You're 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 flying out. Private jet. When when is that? I guess you kind of determine when the when the private jet leaves, right? I have to let the FAA know when I'll be coming. But then you know I go. Right on the tarmac. Is that what it's called? Tarmac. Yeah, tarmac. I think that's the. Why? Is, what's the difference between the runway and the tarmac? I don't know. Don't know if there is one. <laughs> All I know is my uh, Lear is parked there. Your Lear. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That must be a nice thing. The life you you get to live. <clears throat> no, I land. I land at midnight tonight, and then tomorrow. Italian food. Can't wait. Can't get good Italian food down here. No, no. Nor I haven't found a good Chinese Mexican, place yet. Mexican food down here. Is impeccable and the barbecue, yeah. And the barbecue stayed on my white t-shirt. <laughs> if you wore one on your white dress shirt, no, no, one thing I you can't find. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, a lot of Ethiopian food. Have you ever sampled that? You can't. You can't <laughs> drive. You can't drive six feet without seeing an Ethiopian cuisine place. You can't. Maybe it's Flugerville. Maybe that's Flugerville specific. That's P Town. All right. Maybe maybe that's what it is. You need to stay out of Flugerville. No, it's it's great. You've been there. It's fine. So, on the wrestling front, some D-Run rankings been coming out, 141, 149. Have they? Who did those? That would be me. That would be you, Venom. Venom. He's going to change his byline. It's not going to say by Christian Piles anymore. It's going to say by Venom. Wow. That should – I might just embrace Venom, hashtag embrace Venom, because I, I think it's great. Every time you say it, I'm like, it gets, it's more raw and real. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll do that. But, yes, the rankings came out. Venom authored them, and um, I'm curious what you, Willie Sailor, think. I know what I think. I nailed them, but you nailed it. Well, probably. But yeah, it? so they've been. What coming was the up. feedback like from the others? It's been pretty good, and not a lot of. Not, not a lot of venom. Not <laughs> not a lot of venom my way. Um, so yeah, I, I I think for the most part, you know, you get a couple texts here and there from from people, but for the most part. Pretty solid. I think some people are wondering about the the freshman at 141, Kaladzic, Prince, Hayes. Um, they had pretty similar years. Keyshawn and Kaladzic split last year, but Kaladzic's, you know, three spots higher. But he also beat Anthony Ashnall, which gives him. Now, you think this weight is, uh, has the most parity, right? I mean, you think 141 is one of the most wide open. I don't know. Sometimes I say that, and sometimes I'm like, Dean Howell's better than all these guys but I, I think it I really think no I don't think that anymore <laughs> <laughs> what so what do I think so I think it's just did a, you not say that Dean Howell's the the least lockiest returning sure but just because you're the, the here comes this logic Wait, follow this guys just because you're the least likely lock you're the least lock doesn't mean you're not at 40%, 50% to win. So... Now, that's pretty good. If you have 50% odds... Parody? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, uh, there's I mean only... most parity. How many guys could reasonably win this? T- win 141? Let's look at this list. Could Joey McKenna reasonably win? Yeah. Could Bryce Meredith? Uh, yeah. Could Kevin Jack? Yeah. Could Anthony Ashnall? Yeah. Could Joey Ward? Yeah. 
Could Matt Manley? That's the line. Maybe. Right? No. No. No is the answer. All right, so... So there's six guys. And then there's a... I think this is like a regular weight without a runaway, runaway favorite, but... It's not a song. That's a Runaway Baby by the talented Bruno Mars. Okay. You knew the song, too, so... No, I was thinking of a, uh, like somebody like Warrant from the 80s. <laughs> run, a, run Away. No, that was actually by Venom. So there's six. <laughs> there's six that I think are really strong chances. I don't... You know, Manly, Cruz, Thorne, DiCamillo. Now, I don't know. All right, I'm talking myself. Wide open weight. Now we get to these freshmen. You get a Matt Kolodzik. Maybe Hayes emerges. Maybe Prince. Um... How good could those guys I would, be? No, you know what? I think they can go with anybody. I think they can go with anybody on that list. I don't know. I'm, I'm very rarely going to pick a freshman to win a title. Right? Right. So, yeah. They at, least, it's at least preseason, right? At least preseason. You're not going to do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, freshmen are winning. Freshmen are winning titles fairly regularly. Um, it's not super rare. But I, I would say, like, if you told me um, Matt Kolodzik beat Kevin Jack. Right. Yeah, not okay. even surprised. Matt, Matt Kolodzik beat – uh, Keyshawn Hayes beat Bryce Meredith. I guess what I'm saying, on a match-by-match basis, uh, there's a difference between posting a win and running the table. You know what I mean? I, I believe that these freshmen, and wouldn't even be surprised if they take down – a high light, a high rank guy in the quarters, or the you know round of sixteen. But to run the table, I think it's just a taller task for a freshman. For sure, no doubt. But you know, there's there's that element of surprise there with him uh, as well. So yeah, one forty one. I'm I'm back in. It's I don't know, but it feels so disrespectful to Heil, who's been nothing but outstanding, and maybe to a lesser degree McKenna. I don't know. Well, that's one forty one. <laughs> Let me ask you about. Uh, I feel very resolute. You know, we have. We, I always have to ask you. I always have to ask you about Iowa. Vince Turk slid in there, huh? He slid right in at the twenty spot. Yeah, I uh, hit us. What was? I just ask you. What were? What were the? Do you remember what the um, candidates were? Who was like? Who was like twenty, twenty one, twenty two? Um. T- so, well, it was kind of funny. Koth and Turk were actually 21. You go Koth on that? How do you say it? I, I go Kothy. So it's probably Koth because you don't know how to say people's okay. names. I don't know. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know how to say Jake Koth or Kothys or it could be Koeth. It could be Koethe. It could be Jaka. Jaka. Jaka Kothy. So hit us up on how to say that properly. Um, But I guess my, my point I was making, there were – they were my fringe guys. And then my, uh, Mike Pongratz and Steve Blees are going up to 149. Blees in the trap. So then they slid in. So actually, I don't know who my next men in would be now because my next men in already got slid in. So they're, they're, you kinda, we kind of ran out of guys a little bit. Someone like Zach Feinsilver would be in the mix. Maybe a Brock Irvin. Uh, Alfred Bannister. Perhaps Logan, uh, Tyler Smith, those types of dudes. Those types of dudes. Kevin DeVoy. I think he's back. That's pretty relevant information to have. <laughs> <laughs> Is he back? Well, I would, uh, I would, Sometimes people rank kids that have graduated. Not at flowwrestling.org. No. Um, so that's 141. Hey, I defended your honor on the Hawkeye. I give so much love to the Hawkeye you wrestling know he, board you, on, these, on, these, on this show. You're a kiss-up. You're a kiss-up. I'm not a kiss-up. I defended your honor. Because somebody said something about (laughs) Christian doesn't have – Christian doesn't have Jimmy Goldenblatt ranked number one. He must have done his homework this year. And then he asked a stupid question about, like, if somebody's still back. And I'm like, sounds like you didn't do your homework. (laughs) (laughs) No. What people don't want to understand is – I'm still right. Just because whether I, I agree with you. The year that Jimmy had doesn't have anything to do with the information. Yeah, from the year before. Far. That's like saying when uh Zane Rutherford beat Logan Steber as a true freshman, like was my ranking bad then to have Logan yeah. number one? Silly silly people. But yeah, Vince's best win was was over Seth Gross, mm-hmm. who turned in a quality year. 
and uh, yeah, a former teammate. So I don't know. Do you make a big deal of that? I don't know. But they it's beat still him. A good win. It's a great win. Great win. So he's he's number twenty. And he didn't have the worst losses. He lost to his teammate Carton, Topher Carton, and he lost to Koth or Kothi. Anybody that uh, anybody that any freshman that we're not sure of, like uh, incoming, true, true freshman is the word. Mm. Ah, not that I can think of that are going to go not right that away. I can think of either. I'm trying to think. I might have to look at the class of whatever whatever it was to see who might be coming up, but I don't think so. All right, who's your who are you going to pick? Are you picking? Are you making the prognostications? I mean. I'm going to pick Dean. All right. 149. Who are you picking at 149? <laughs> Come on. I know. Hey. Z- you're always, listen. You're always going out on a limb, aren't you? Uh, oh, well, last year, you were Mr. Wait and See with Zane, and I said, he's going to slaughter everyone, and then he slaughtered everyone. So I've, I've been way out ahead of the Zane stuff um, for well over a year now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. The Oracle. <laughs> he knew Zane Rutherford was going to be good. But no, not like that. He was already good. He had already be. But people weren't wanting to put him in that tier. I'm like, who's who is going to beat him? That was my question. Like, how, what? He's not going to be big enough for that. This is an argument we had. I, I mean, I just, I thought he was going to be a little small. Mm-hmm. He was fine. He was fine. You, you have a what is what? What can we call it? You're a sizist. Maybe I'm a sizist. You're a sizist, and this could this could get into a whole deep seated psychological it's thing. It's not a good thing to be a sizist when you're five foot tall. Right, right. I I think maybe this that's is, what it is. I, that's the thing. I think this is like has some deep deeper psychological. Yeah, like when my like because my dad made me cut weight because right maybe maybe I, oh my gosh maybe we're, I need a psychiatrist. We're opening up the wounds. <laughs> Hold on, let's Kyle Bracky, come in here. Like, Help us move this couch. Yeah, I need to be laying down on the couch. Laying down. Like, it put me in a, so how uh, bad was that, that cut called? before regionals? Was it put me in a trance? Hypnotize you. Hypnotize Do you me? believe in hypnosis? They just had this thing on the NFL. It was hilarious. The, since the, whole, the, the whole entire Cincinnati Bengals team was hypnotized. It was hilarious. They really were? Well, not the whole team. Like 12 of them, but the rest of the team was in like a theater watching them. Hilarious. But anyway, yeah, so it's you, apparently true. You believe in hypnosis? I don't think – I think – there's nothing to believe or disbelieve. You can be hypnotized. How does that happen? I don't know, but... Could could you be hypnotized? Do you think someone could hypnotize you? Yeah, I mean, it's not even a question. Can you fall asleep? Can you talk? But no. You can be hypnotized. But they make you do things. Like, yes. they can make you, like, squawk like a chicken and stuff. Yes. That is some crazy stuff. Why are we not... Why is science not... We need to turn our focus on this. What if we hit? What if you would hypnotize? What if like Tom Brands would like hypnotize his wrestlers before they went on the mat? Right. This could have some athletic. You know. Why don't we do that to like military, like the army? Like you hypnotize the whole, the whole troops, before they go into battle. Oh wow, that sounds like a roll of the dice. Hypnosis is the weird. We should. Can we start a a flow hypnosis vertical? Can you hip? Can you hypnotize Venom? Right. Now we're getting into like that Stephen Hawking types. That's right. That's right. We need we need to go to Steve for this because I'm not sure because I probably possess the antibodies that fight hypnosis. Holy cow! I ca- do you want to be hypnotized? If someone's like, "Hey Willie, do you want to be hypnotized?" What would you say? I can't believe I'm writing in the docu- document. Hypnosis. Is it real? Well, is it? Sounds like an ology. Is it real? Oh, hypnosis. Is it real? <laughs> Christian has an awesome ology voice. Yeah, but no. So would you let someone hypnotize you? Yeah, why not? I don't know. What if What if it like takes over your soul or something? Or like your brain? <laughs> what if... <laughs> I don't know. It could be... No, there could be like some demonic stuff involved. What if there's like... What if Satan is involved with hypnosis or something? It's not okay. just some. I just watched the Cincinnati Bengals and they hypnotized them and they told them a napkin was a hundred dollar bill and they believed it. There was there was no venom involved. There was no evil doings going on. All right, it was not yet, but their teams, you know, they never win. So maybe the maybe they've been practicing hypnosis for too long. I don't know. Okay, Zane Rutherford. So speaking of hypnosis, Zane Rutherford, 
Uh, he's he was the best guy last year. He's the best guy this year. Um, it's kind of insane. We talked about this in another one. How many favorites there are? Like overwhelming. Like you can't understand how they would lose a match. Kind of like who could who could beat Zayn? Who could beat Zayn? Who could beat Snyder? Come on. Like how's that happening? I mean, who could beat Jaden? Mm, who could beat Jaden? <laughs> no, absolutely nobody. <laughs> you love him, huh? You love Jaden. I do, I do. Even though Ben Askren wants to whine, like uh, my favorite thing is like Ben. I'm telling you, Ben Askren, you do not know how much Christian Piles loves Jaden Cox. He loves Jaden Cox. Don't ever question his don't f- fidelity. Because when you Cox. make me talk about how low. I, I rank him in the pound for pound. It actually hurts me. It hurts mm-hmm. me a lot that I might be. It cuts deep. It cuts very deep, okay? But my favorite thing that Ben does is act like Missouri is this small-time little program when they're, like, an amazing nationally yeah. established brand and a huge, awesome school. So, but anyways, yeah. He has to fight for the little guys. He has to fight for the little guys like Missouri. Give me a break. Um, so, Zane, what can you say? Who Look on this list. Who could – how far away – I mean, I, you know, we said it. We saw it a bunch of times last year. But how far away is a Sorensen, you know? He's far away. Far away, right? How would he sc- How would he score on Zane Rutherford? Explain to me the situation where he scores an offensive point against this guy. Alec Pantaleo is so good, and he can't he can, even he, go with He Zane, can't go seven like minutes. He can't even, like, not get pinned during the match. Um you could maybe say LaVon Mays could maybe just blow through on a double. He could be good for one of those, but is that sustainable? I mean, Did they hit last year? Mm-mm. That was always kind of the match. Never that was always the match you kind of like, well, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. At least it would be something different. You know these other guys can. Unless Micah Jordan is like a completely different human being up at 149. It's kind of you go with the unknown. We know where Sorensen and Mays and Colica Pantelio – Stack up, Micah. Damn, son. Watch your D words. What? Micah at six? Yeah. That's a jump. I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying to come up a weight and be, you're a non All American, Mm. you're jumping up a weight, and you're still in a six spot. I'm I'm, I'm surprised to see him that high. Yeah, Yeah. It does feel a little high, but he had a great year last year, a not good NCAA tournament. But was there a lot of seniors like. Departed? Um, at 49? Couple. Uh, actually, not that many, actually. But I, I think he had a better year than a, than a Justin Oliver. And his head-to-heads over Chisco, like he's beaten him three or four times um, head-to-head. So I felt like right. a comparable resume plus the head-to-head, give him the nod. Fine Silver had a good year last year. Love him. He's really good. Um, Blee's in a trap moving up. He's moving up. He's an interesting guy for for Northern Illinois. Curious to see how he'll do. Talk about... Shy Weezy's at 49? Yeah. And Max Thompson. Max Thompson. 19 and 20. Yeah. Did I interrupt you? You were going to go Blee's on it? No, just Blee's. Blee's a very interesting guy. Um, Someone that's not ranked that will be eventually is Freddie Stroker. Um, didn't, Didn't wrestle a lot. As a redshirt, and then when he did, he had a loss to Justin Arthur, which is not um, not a great loss. So no real wins of no, and then loses to Arthur. So not rankable yet, but certainly with that Minnesota schedule, he'll be tested, and then some. Let's let's do a swipe lap. Let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying who the individuals were. No, let's not do that now. Not do that now? No, that's for the, that's for the new segment. Guys, we have a new segment. It's going to be awesome. Do you want to do the new segment now? Well, uh, I, don't, I don't really exactly know what's going on. <laughs> okay, well, I'll introduce. Um, because we all know and we've observed the changes in Willie Sailor, um, we, there was a time we had a one-time installment of a, of a section called There Was Tinder, you swipe left or right. And if you swipe left, you liked it. Right, you didn't. I don't know what that means. I, I think that's the way Tinder works. But 
I was like, well, that is not befitting a man of <laughs> Willie Saylor's stature and, and cl- cl- level of class. So instead of, you know, swipe left or swipe right, we're going to have white collar Willies, posh or rubbish. <laughs> and it has its own intro music, posh or rubbish with white collar Willie Saylor. Introducing Posh or Rubbish with White Collar Willie Sailor. Item 1 Best Place to Summer Nantucket or the Hamptons? Dear sir, I summer in Boji. Boji. <laughs> now, you won't get that reference. <clears throat> But my man Brian Snyder will. He uh, he got a lake house on or a cabin-ish thing on Lake Okaboji in Iowa. Oh, which he describes as a a uh, who's the guy? Jimmy Buffett. Oh yeah. He describes it Parrot as heads. is like a community of Jimmy Buffett fans, <laughs> kind of like they're not bourgeoisie. They're not they're not rednecks. They're this thing of just laid-back, cool dudes that just want to just hang out. Okay. Right? But it's Okaboji, and so I made fun of him, kind of, and he made kind of fun of himself, saying he summers in Boji. (laughs) That's funny. I love inside jokes. So. Hope to be a part of one someday. Um, Not Nantucket. Not, what was the other one you said? Hamptons. Hamptons. No. Oh, Boji. Boji. A right. summer in Boji. And um, I think that's where, right? That's kind of me. Okay. I'm not a Hamptons kind of guy. Whatever. Stop. All right. So on a more serious note, no Minnesota wrestlers are getting suspended. Is that posh or rubbish? That, my friends, is pure rubbish. Rubbish why? Rubbish because... Uh, Right now, I don't care who it is, and I don't know who it is, definitively. But how can the coach get canned, and none none of the culprits face any problems whatsoever? It's selling freaking prescription drugs at a at a rate like a criminal rate. At a criminal rate, and you get your head coach of four thousand two hundred twenty-seven years fired. You're in the lineup. You're in the lineup. In the lineup, bud. Hey, but you got some extra stairs later. No, it's like, uh, I think we said this in the initial. It's funny. It's funny. Like, I mean, the whole thing behind it is like the um, administration wants to act like J-Rob tried to cover it up to protect the kids, but then they protect the kids. And they protect the kids. And also, it's so J-Rob, you, you did bad. You covered up drug dealing. That's serious. What are we going to do about the drug dealers? Uh, let's get them down to weight. Hey, let's get them certified. Let's get them in the lineup. We got we got titles to win. I mean, it's, uh, what's the word? Hypocritical? Mm-hmm. It's very hypocritical. So uh, I'm not looking, I'm not like ex- sad or, I don't know. I don't want to see kids in trouble. You know what I'm saying? That's not what it's about. But it's like, well, hold on. If you're going to do this with Jay... What do you really? What is really important, in Minnesota? What is important, or is this just a way to get rid of the coach? Yeah, it increasingly seems like that, right? It increasingly seems like, well, if you're not going to really do anything but fire the coach, then maybe you just want an excuse to wanted an excuse to fire the coach. Those kids are so indebted to Jay. When you think about it, he really how, maybe he they took w- a bullet for him. He really did. He literally he took it. He said, nope, you're not going to get in trouble. I don't care what I got to do. And then he went down. I hope they should feel terrible. <laughs> they really should. They should feel th- the man lost his job because of you. Because of your, your, your shenanigans. You being idiots. Yeah. Gosh. Any more posh or rubbish? Uh, yes. Pleated khakis. Posh or rubbish? Stop. No. I don't know. I don't wear khakis. Except when I summer in Boji. Except when you summer in Boji. I don't wear khakis. Now, stop getting cute. Okay. Okay. Two-day 
United World Wrestling tournaments. Pasha rubbish. I've always said rubbish, but maybe there is a degree of poshness. <laughs> There's something um, to be said. I don't know. It sounds like they're going in that direction, so I guess I better get on board. Um, what my real thoughts are, I, I like it the way it is. I like, I like one-day tournaments because it has that degree of um, stamina, right? I mean, you go through a war, and then that war gets intensified, and it gets more intensified because the, the wait times get shorter, and the matches get tougher, and you have to have endurance. Um, now, that if they're going to take that out, I understand all the benefits, right? The benefits are that you can, you can, follow, the, you can follow the tournament a little easier, and there, you can, the media can build the storylines, and you can put things in context. Listen, nobody in wrestling knows any more than me about building context and building hype and be, building anticipation. That's what, that's what Flow Wrestling does for a living mm-hmm. um, but to mess with the to change the format of these international world championships and such Olympics and, and, and I don't know does it trickle down to you know the Grand Prix of Spain and Yasudagu um, it affects the integrity of the sport itself it cha- it changes the dynamics of the sport itself so you got to be really careful maybe it is the right thing to do but you better be sure about it i'm i'm very interested to see how these foreigners now you're going to make, make you're going to have to make say? wait yeah you're going to have to make wait two days so that's another fear of mine is that um you have you go through the first day and then the second day semifinals are set or quarterfinals are set however deep they run the first day and then how many guys are not going to make weight on day 2 is that going to be good for the media that uh seven guys didn't make weight thoughts on that Christian no i <laughs> hey i you got it um so that's uww two day tournament we'll see if that's the decision that they go with um on to who's number one. Let's get it. All right. Well, what's this? You want to talk about Lee Araji? Is that something? Well, well, I thought a little more about it. Actually, I didn't think more. I learned more. And you might have blown it. You might have ah. blown it. You might have. When, when you stack up wins, maybe vetoes are better. You know, because we forget Dayton Fix and... Nick Soriano? Yeah. Huh. Dayton oh. and Nick. I told you that it was close. Oh. No, it's not close. Two days ago, you were... I know. I was leading, wrong, I was wrong ago, then. You were, I'll uh, admit I was wrong. Dismissive. Not dismissive. Ignorant. Ignorant. F- shame on me two days ago. Because now I'm remembering. And now I know that Nick Lee's wins are not as good as Vito's, in my opinion. Um... So, I mean, the Suriano, I guess what you're saying is Suriano, the Suriano win for you changes everything. That's like two. So now he has two wins better than Nick's best win. Nick's best win is McKee, probably. And inarguably, Dayton, Suriano. Yeah. Greater than McKee. So now he has two wins. I not told to you, mention, it's close. It's, I mean, it was a tough decision. I just don't know. I don't know. It's it, it's tough for me to take. Let let's just say that let's say that Vito's number one guy at one twenty six, and let's say that Nick Lee's the number one guy at one thirty eight, and then you you move you move Vito up two weights, and say that he's better than the number one guy at one thirty eight because he has better wins. Yeah. Even though he's moving up two weight classes. Yeah, and is pr- and has done nothing at the weight class of 138. So why even? I mean, he has he hasn't even wrestled 132. Hmm. Where, what did, where did you rank David Taylor when he went from 112 to 135? That was before my time, dog. That was before you were ranking. You you never got to rank David Taylor. I think uh, I think I did. I might have. 
Well, I definitely didn't have to deal with the moving 112 to 135 thing. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. You can you can rank it how you like. I think I think uh, Vito's wins with Trump, but I no. I, I mean, maybe the, the maybe the wins do right, but maybe the wins are better. But that doesn't mean it should be ranked higher than Lee. Just the way the wins are better. Does that mean it should be ranked higher? Yeah. I mean, I think because otherwise, I mean, high school kids change weights well, all the time. Well, what like if this was a situation? What if this was a situation? What if, what if David Taylor was the national champ at 141 mm-hmm. and Kyle Dake was the national champ at 157 mm-hmm. and Taylor moved up two weights? Mm-hmm. Well, this happened kind of the reverse, but Dake came up to 65 mm-hmm. and I kept Taylor at number one. Mm-hmm because of bonus points and things like that because how do you separate these guys he was the Hodge Trophy winner Dake had never you know he was two for three for three at NCAAs at that point Um, I I don't know what you would do two weights in college is kind of a different thing you don't see that you don't see that quite as much I don't know when Jordan Oliver moved up from 33 to 49 I'm pretty sure we had him number one preseason um Despite you know going up a kind of unprecedented amount of weight, so I think I think you could do it there. I mean, thirty. Who's to say one weight's tougher than another? Well, I mean, I mean that's kind of what yeah. you're saying. It really is. Twenty six tougher than than thirty eight, or is thirty eight tougher than twenty six? Because you can't correlate strength with how big the weight is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough call. Twenty six. I, I, I said it last show. That was it. Was the one I had to labor on. It's the one I. I the one that gave me, um, you know. Is there any chance we'll ever see them wrestle? Well, that, that's a thing, too. Um, I offered, f- you know, for, for Vito to wrestle here, um, wrestle Nick, and uh, this would have been the place. Now, now, Nick is going to Farrell this year. He's not going to Super 32. Mm. So I don't know if Vito's going to Super 32, but so we won't see it there for sure. Um, and it, you know the schedule this year. I don't look. I don't blame the kids that went to juniors or cadets saying, "Man, I need a break." I mean, it's really tough to train all summer freestyle, hold your weight down. You're essentially making a weight that you last made in May, going overseas. You know, you're away from your home. You do some training camp. You go overseas, you come back, and I ask you to wrestle for the number one spot or defend the number one spot in a different style a week and a half, two weeks later. I, I get it. I don't, I don't blame. Because of the schedule this year, in the past, I would have been like, hey, man, you know, you want, you want to be number one, then, re- then wrestle for number one. Um, but this year, because of the schedule, I, I get it, right? I, I don't blame any of these Anybody that, you know, said, I want to rest, I get it. Um, it's just unfortunate that we won't get to see it. Now, if if Sasa would beat Lee, I'm not saying he w- will, but if that would be the case, then, then Vito would be number one. Um, mm. But, if, but if, Lee, if Lee wins, I'm keeping Lee there. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, so let's get to our who's number one card. And the the most likely upsets, the ones where you think... Did you run these yet? No. All right, so Christian's going to run an odds article. We did that last year, right? That was pretty pretty big. Yeah, hit. people like it. People like that stuff. People like it. With lines and, and, and odds and that stuff. Uh, most likely upsets? Well, let's go through. Gavin and Decatur. Um, I, I, I just feel like Gavin's too... He's too tough of a nut to crack. Uh, Decatur is exceptional. I love watching this kid wrestle. Um, but Gavin's very stingy on defense and slick with his own offense. He has a good gas tank. I wonder about Decatur's gas tank. Um, we've seen it a couple different matches. Yeah. We've seen him hit a wall a couple times. And it's it's tough to get your lungs back like if you if you don't have freestyle lungs, it's tough to have folk style lungs. Right, right. Unless you're good on top, you've got a tough ride. 
you can eat up a little time there, get your breath, but I don't know if we're going to have that. So that, that'll be Decatur's test. You know, certainly he can score with the best of them, but you got to go seven minutes with Gavin, who it could be a scrambly kind of match. I see a lot of just Gavin shoots yeah, low ankle, looks exciting, to go backdoor right? finish. Um, so I think if, if Decatur's requisite there, he can make it interesting, but I agree that the Teasdale, the favorite there. Um, the second, and we're going in order of the matches. The second one is Verclearan and G, Caden Gefeller. Um, who are you going with there? Gefeller, I think, is is probably where I lean. Um, but you know, we we saw it last year. If you can't finish clean on Verclearan, it's going to be a long day. You know, you got to be able to finish clean. He's he's one of the best scramblers in the country. One of the best counter guys and. He's got his own tricks on offense as well. He's really salty. Um, and I don't know. His luster might have fell off a little bit because of inconsistency. You know, um, he took a loss to this guy. And he took a loss I think to partially because he won Cadet Worlds. I think that was almost like one of the, not the worst, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you you you, you win Cadet Worlds, it's like, oh, Mark Hall, oh, Spencer Lee. Oh. And Verclaren, he was not, he was just, He's super good, but he wasn't like on that level. But you win Cadet Worlds, you're, you're going to get put right. in that conversation. Right. You win Cadet Worlds, you you come back, you're not supposed to lose ever. Right. right. And the fact is he wrestles everywhere. He wrestles a lot of good people, and he takes he takes some losses, and that's okay. So that being said, I mean, yeah, he's taken some losses, but um, he can beat anybody in one match. Sure. You know, yeah. so so this is a match. I don't know. Uh, Verclearan's been at forty five for a long time. G is coming up in weight. Um, I think he'll be. I think he'll be fine size wise, Caden. Yeah, I do too. He's um, big. He's big. Um, I, I you know, I don't know what we're gonna get out of this match. I don't either. I, I lean G, but this is um, if if you're looking for an upset, could be here. Could be here for Claren sure. over Gefeller. Then my favorite one, my favorite upset call, is one that some have smirked at a little, but I think Sasso's got a great shot against Nick Lee. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think he can go with them. Lee's a hammer, though. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, why do you think? Why do you think? I just think, you know what, if you're evaluating as a prospect, as who's going to be the better guy down the line, a couple other things, yeah, Nick Lee. But I'm thinking this match, Sunday night, at the Lehigh in the Lehigh Valley, Sammy Sasso is going to be prepared and going to be ready um, for Nick Lee. And I think they're athletically on a similar tier. Mm-hmm. And I think Sasso, his scrambling – Sets him apart. This is a guy, uh, Luke Pletcher couldn't take down Sammy Sasso, you mm-hmm. know? And I think we would all favor Pletcher in this match. Um, so I, I just think, just watching them against similar opponents, I think this is a one, two-point match. And don't be surprised if it comes down to Sammy getting a key ride, a key counter, something like that to win this match. Yeah, he's crafty as well. Both of them are bulls. As a, you know, as as much as you want to cite Sasso's scrambliness... They're also both these guys are extremely tough. This like, one also has the potential to get out of hand the other way because Nick Lee because Sasso his head hands kind of by design break down mm-hmm. because he wants to, he wants to let guys in mm-hmm. and that's where he can work. But if if, if, Lee, if Lee can finish clean, if Lee's finishing clean, it could be a you know five or six point bout. One of my favorites is next uh, RBY against Nick Ramo. I like, I like both these young kids, man. Um, RBY his second trip here. Mm-hmm. Ramo, I, I feel like Ramo gets overlooked a lot. Uh, RBY beat Ramo in Akron. In Akron, but Ramo, Ramo got four Far- Fargo titles already. He got four. He's a, he got four. He's like he's, he's like, going into his he's year. like fourteen. Yeah. No, he's gonna be a sophomore. He's going into sophomore year. He's a sophomore. He's got four Fargo titles. So, so that's good. Um, I, I don't know. I love Ramo. He's one of my favorite guys to watch for sure. 
I think in, in international styles even more so. I think that's really where his style gets to shine. I think in folk style, it it does – you do lean RBY, and I, I think Ramos going to have a hard time scoring. Yeah, I mean – He just doesn't have a clean leg attack yet. Remember Ramos. how – Remember how well RBY wrestled here last year? He lost to Teasdale, but he wrestled really tough. He was really that was like one of those matches where it's like you don't know who's better just because Gavin won. It was like I remember thinking it, it was one of those weird ride out situations or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it went to overtime or not. No, I can't recall. But anyways, I remember thinking they're pretty even, and I think RBY, you gotta favor him in this bout. We're gonna get to that. Right out thing in a second. Uh, so you're taking RBY? Yeah. I'm taking RBY too in what I hope is going to be one of the most exciting bouts of the night. Mm-hmm. Michael Beard, Jelani Embry, I really like this matchup because um, every year we have a one versus two matchup, but it's a one versus two matchup that's not like. Mark Hall, Anthony, Anthony Valencia. Right. It's it's two guys that are really good and have been really good for a while, but they're not the superstar names, and one of them will become a superstar, I think. Michael Beard, an underclassman. Jelani Embry, a senior going to Michigan. Um, you know, we've, we've seen Embry a couple years ago make the cadet world team and then get injured, not be able to, right. to compete. Um, and he can wow you too, right? He, he can throw – Throw some things out there that gets the crowd going. Um, yeah, some of his Greco stuffs out of this world. I, and I don't really know who's going to win this match. <laughs> like I don't have any pulse on it. Beard I, is Beard is really solid and at home. Um, who do you got? I think Beard. Um, I think the mat could be the difference potentially, but if not, I think Beard has more consistent leg attacks. Um, but I was talking with Mike Mal about this, and he. Uh, believes Beard's going to struggle to get to Embry's lead leg because Beard likes to shoot one way Beard le- and uh, Embry leads the other. So I could be wrong there. What um, Did you go back and watch the Warner matches from Akron with Beard? I mean, I watched them live. I haven't gone back and where, watched Where them. did Beard struggle in those? He, t- he took errant shots and just got punished. By counters. Yeah, not just by counters, but that's when it's, it unraveled there. Yeah. Just took some bad leg attacks. They got punished. And I don't know if Embry can really exploit him like that. Plus, I think folk style is a little better catered for the beard. All right, 160. Um, and this is one some people, like, I don't know. I shouldn't say some people. A couple people had an issue with because of weight or something. I don't know. I was t- getting some comments about weight. Listen, Brady Berge's number one. Shane Griffith is number two. Brady Berge, yes, will wrestle 152 at Super 32, but then he will wrestle... Um, 160 for the season. So, so I, I don't know. Uh, people are like, yeah, you're just making you're just making the matchups that you want to make happen. Well, Brady Berge's an in-season one, one. He's going to be number one at 160 all year. So I don't know why you're crying about that. Um, Shane Griffith, yes, he might wrestle 152 during the year. Um, but right now he's a 160 pounder, and this is one weight. So so there's two weights that are flat scratch. 138 and 160. They're both scratch. Um, and it's, you know, it's a goofy situation. You, you go to every matchup, Christian. I go to every matchup. Hey, will you wrestle this guy at who's number one? And 99% of the time they say, yeah, I'm in, right? Other times they're like, yeah, but we'd like it to be a scratch weight. Or, yeah, but we'd like this. Okay, whatever I need to do to make the matchup happened and they both agree they both agree right so that's what the that's what this was um Shane Griffith I feel like is another one of those kids that maybe doesn't quite get his due uh, you don't did we see him at Fargo this summer we I didn't don't see remember. him at Fargo he's, he he's missed some time right he's he's like he's a really weird case because as a freshman in high school made the jersey he, finals he's like as a freshman in high school, he's supposed to be he's a good he's a good freshman, right? He's like he's won in a couple of years he'll be good, right? And he goes into the state tournament with a bunch of losses and wins all darn thing as a freshman. That doesn't happen too often in Jersey. I thought he was second as a nah, freshman. Won it. 
He won it? Yep. Wow. Then you're like, okay, maybe flash in the pan. Or maybe, you know, he had a good, not a flash in the pan, but maybe he had a good weekend. Um, and then he went Super 32, right? Yeah. And, but then he gets hurt, and, and like, he gets hurt at Beast of the East, and he misses some time, and, and so he always, like... Forgot about Shane. Flares up, like, he always pops up on the radar with these state tournament, Super 32. Uh, but then he goes away for a little while, but, I mean, the kid is legit, and so I'm very happy to have this matchup. Um, there, uh, you know, there's also the recruiting angle. Brady Berge is not... Uh, committed yet Shane Griffith w- will be undoubtedly one of the prize recruits the top recruits in the next class um, I think that the consensus has Bergie and you know as an overwhel- overwhelming favorite really? um, but you don't think overwhelming I don't know does I just don't I mean if you pulled a hundred people and said there's no line. Just who's going to win this match? Okay. I think 90 people picked Brady Berge. But I think my thing is I think it's just going to be well within the a margin of error. Like it's going to be a one or two point match. And in that case, you give Griffith a, a good shot. Maybe sure. the unknown thing plays to his advantage. Like who's the better overall talent is what I'm I'm curious about. Like who's the better athlete? Who you know, who has the most tools? Um so yeah, I favor Berge, I suppose, but Griffiths could be right. I, I'm I'm expecting a close match there, and then 152 is another match where I don't know if it's going to be high scoring or low scoring, but I'm thinking it's going to be a, probably a one or two takedown match. Coy tends to wrestle. Coy tends to wrestle low scoring affairs. Right, right. I think this is another one where Carr's going to be in the eyes of many a big favorite, and I could see Coy managing this match Mm -hmm. tactically figuring out a path to victory that's maybe not pretty maybe getting out like car maybe getting in on some shots coy maybe getting out of danger once or twice and yes somehow managing the match yes and pulling out the win yes yes i can see something like that a reversal and ride out or something like that Mm -hmm. paying uh being the being the big thing there because i think coy's got the advantage on the mat um, Mike Mouse seemed to think Carr all day, but just watching them both, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna give it, give it to give it I, to Carr. I think that's one. one of the most intriguing matches too. Um, David Carr is wrestling at an extremely high level, um, but I, there's no doubt in my mind that Coy could give him trouble for sure. And then Dayton Fix Austin Gomez. Fix probably the biggest favorite of the night of anyone. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before, right? Mm-hmm. Even when when Gomez was, like, turning heads and, like, oh, my God, Austin Gomez. And then he hits Dayton, and Dayton makes it not a big deal. Right. Um, yeah, but, Gomez looked amazing at junior trials. Yes. And Fix just, he just did it. Now, I'll say this. It's, it's, um, it's an entirely different story. And I'm not saying this match will be an entirely different story, but it's an entirely different situation when you're wrestling in a tournament and then who do I have next? Okay, I have this guy. Okay. It's an entirely different situation when you know for a month you have to wrestle this guy. Mm-hmm. And you train specific. You don't have to you don't have to wrestle you don't have to wrestle Gavin Teasdale and then turn around and get pumped up for date and fix. You just, you just have to get pumped up for date and fix. Right. You just, there's, right. You don't have to reboot your energy, like you do in a tournament. Right. Gomez has that that knockout punch ability. He's got the throws. He's got big big moves. The problem is, is that Fix is comfortable in that upper body stuff, and maybe something, you know, that's a something's got to give kind of situation where Fix maybe gets lulled into a, a false sense of security. Maybe that's the path to victory for Gomez, but. In, until you see it, I mean, just watching Dayton at Junior Worlds, holy cow! I mean, how good he looked on that backside. Yeah, um, outstanding. So you favor Dayton there. And then the kind of finale um, for the high school. For the high school, Mike Labriola uh, 
of Bethlehem Catholic. He's actually a Wilson boy. Um, went to the high school that grew up, but yet the high school that me and Holmes went to until high school. Holmes stayed at Wilson. I went to Easton. But he's um, you know, a local product that should have a big crowd there for him, number one in the country. Um, he's beaten some, some big-time kids, including um, Caleb Young, who's now at Iowa, um, Whitlake now the two, and Whitlake is good. Whitlake's amazing. Um, it's gonna be uh, gonna be interesting. I don't know. I, I see this as a push. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, who do you like? I think I like Labriola. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're a tough kid, um, and and it's that's why I put it last because. Uh, I think it's going to be the, one of the closer matches of the night. He's wrestling in his hometown. And uh, so I put it last before Ramos and Brewer. Brew crew. You feel like uh, you feel like Ramos is the consensus favorite there? I think so. I think when you consider stylistically, uh, I think you, f- you, favor, you favor Tony. I, I don't know. I mean, unless... Brewers just getting the legs and finishing, getting the legs and finishing. I think, I think, Cody's gonna feed right into where what Cody or right into what he wants. You know what I'm saying? I think I just think the game plan. But you know, Brewer, like you said, he's been training for one guy, and not really. You right? Is he really just focused on on Tony? Maybe, probably not. But he's known this is the guy he's gonna wrestle. So what does that mean for this match? I, I'm not sure. But I think. Brewer has the offense, but I don't know if he has the offense that can beat that guy. Right, right. And of course, that match is freestyle. That is the only freestyle match of the of the event. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, let's talk a little bit about the rules. I tinkered with the idea one time of having maybe a who's number one like in May, a who's number one freestyle to kick off the freestyle season. Um, you know, it, it makes the logical decision is in October to have who's number one be folk, right? I mean, you want it to be folk, right? Yeah, I would be. I would be fine if this was freestyle, though. I know that's a thing. That's a thing. You come off freestyle, and then because they're still in that freestyle rhythm. Who's number one is kind of the kickoff to. Yeah, to um, the, the high school the high school folk season. But at the same time, same time, I like freestyle more. <laughs> I, w- I just wish maybe I wish the high school season was freestyle. But you got to go, you got to go folk, right? This is determining the essentially determining the preseason rankings. Correct. Um, let me ask you this: overtime rules. You know what the overtime rules are? It's uh-huh. five minutes. You go to overtime, it's 2-2, Christian Piles versus Willie Saylor. It's 2-2. We go to a five-minute, put five minutes on the clock Mm -hmm. to go to overtime, sudden death. Um, You give up a caution or a push-out. I mean, not a push-out. You give up a caution or a stalling. Um, That's your third one. If it's a point, you know, where I get a takedown, I win, right? So first point wins. Right, right, right. If nobody scores in that five minutes – we turn off the clock, and it's still sudden death. But you need but uh, two pushouts equal one point. Right, and okay. the so, pushouts so, don't start accumulating until. Right, the pushouts don't start accumulating until that untimed overtime period. Yeah. So uh, essentially, your first pushout is a caution. Essentially. Mm-hmm. What do you think about those rules? Um, I don't really like them that much. I think if you're gonna have folk style rules. Let's have folk style wrestling. Well, what if what if the folk style rules are stupid? Um, well, you can you can top and bottom wrestling isn't stupid though. Maybe mm-hmm. how they do it is stupid, but I think there's a way you could you could craft it so that you don't ignore two of the three positions in folk style wrestling. Because um, then this basically favors guys that have neutral skill sets instead of guys who have mm-hmm. a mat skill set. Mm-hmm. And I get if, that. If, and if you want it to be, and if you want it to be a, a takedown contest or a freestyle, just have freestyle. All right. What would you What would you propose for overtime rules? 
I don't know. I haven't thought of it. I haven't thought about that. The problem I, with the the problem with you hate the thirty second ride. The problem with the thirties is you gain. It's completely gained. It's so bad. I watched a couple matches in preparation and just the the drop downs. It's so much worse than God, I remember. We complained about this for a whole year in college. Yeah, and it's just like even worse in, it in becomes high school. A, it becomes a game, right? I mean, you drop down, <laughs> and the and. The referees are in on it too because they know what's going on and they allow. They deter, what do they allow? What do they not allow? And and if you're a wrestler, you don't know what they're going to allow and what they're not going to allow. It's just it's just a bad situation. Yeah, you, you don't necessarily determine. Maybe I mean maybe you could make it a minute, so it could be less gamed. Yeah, you got to ride a guy for a minute. Because because when you uh when you make it thirty seconds, you can eat up eight seconds and push the guy out. Restart. You can't do drop that for down, a minute. Drop down to a leg. You, uh, you get called for stalling. That's seven more seconds. Now there's 13 seconds left. It's just you can eat up a couple seconds here and there, and all of a sudden 30 is expired. You can't do that in a minute. You know, here's the thing. You say that, and you're saying that this basically favors the top wrestler. But how many times have you seen it? The guy just takes bottom, gets away, wins, and they're like, well, he got to go bottom. So, so that's why he won. So you see it like both. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, he had choice in the third, and he went bottom. He got away. That's not fair. Well, which way is it unfair? Is it unfair? Get out on bottom. Yeah. Get, know the game and get away. But I, I think, I think that'd be a cool way to do it. What, a minute, 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 sudden victory, um, on your feet. Minute top, minute bottom. Yeah. It's not too late to change. I might have just fixed folk style wrestling. Except that I came up with that. I no. By by shooting, I was the um, precipitant to change. I just came up with one minute ride out. What, but will you do it? Nah. Why? Because I hate mat wrestling. Why? So why have folk style matches? Mm, I don't know. <sighs> Arbitrary, I guess. I guess I'm just a dictator, Christian. You are. So white collar Willie. I can see that venom coming out in you. You do. You do. What else? Hey, there's a good one on here that you didn't ask me for. Posture rubbish. Caviar or escargot? Easy, yeah. easy answer. Escargot. Which one is escargot? Is that snails? Yes. You don't even know what these things are. No. What is well, caviar? Do no, you know I caviar do. Is? I do now. What is caviar? It's it's eggs, fish eggs. Yep. And sardines are little fish. Are sardines nice food? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? what are is sardines nice food? What? Did, what? Because I asked, I was like, Bracky, what's like a fancy person's food? He's like caviar. I'm like, yes. I'm like, what is that again? He's like, fish eggs. I'm like, right. What's another, you know, something. Like a foofy foof? Like yeah, a, something you would eat. <laughs> um, Pate? Duck, duck, yeah, what's duck, that? Duck liver? That's duck liver. Mm-hmm. It's pate, caviar, and escargot. I don't, I don't get down with pate. That's how, you pre, that's how you pregame? Yeah, the tailgate. Like when we go to watch, uh, you know, the Eagles versus the Redskins. You get a little pate? Pate and crackers. Gross. Crostinis. Gross. No, I don't get that. Cr- what's a crustini? It's a piece. Of, it's a cracker. It's a piece of bread. Oh, I don't know. Don't don't play. Don't I, play. What is a crustini? It sounds like a. It sounds like a drink, like a martini. That's what I thought that you might have meant. I'm serious. You need cultured, boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not from fancy pants, Eastern Pennsylvania. It's not fancy. It's just. What's like the, your most exotic meal? Is like the general says. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. What's an exotic meal? No, I I like steak and potatoes. All right, nothing. You don't go crazy. What What is something crazy I'll eat? I don't know. No, I like what I like. Salmon. Is salmon crazy? Oh my god, salmon is crazy. Do you you, you sushi? I, I bought. I think I took you to first sushi. Did yeah. you like it? I actually did. It's actually, did. excellent. Yes, and it's healthy. It is. It is. I'd never had it before. I did like sushi. Sushi's pretty good. We should go to sushi right now. Uh, I'm down. <laughs> you <laughs> look right. scared. We're out. All right, we're out. Hey, thanks for the sushi uh, recommendations, and thank you guys for listening, tuning in to Flow Wrestling Radio Live, as always. We appreciate it tremendously. We got a big old freaking weekend coming up. <laughs> Journeyman <laughs> Fall Classic is this weekend. They're... There's a lot of hammers There's at this There's a one. lot of hammers. Oh, it's like this weekend, we're kicking this high school season off real proper. Make sure you're watching all weekend long on Flow Wrestling. We got a lot of stuff going up. 
my 149 rankings are up. Check them out. And we will see you next Tuesday on Flow Wrestling Radio Live.